Keys and greetings, everyone. Welcome to a very Christmassy Monday market update. I know I'm getting into the spirit, a bit of a Christmassy shirt, singing some jingle bells. Also went to Santa's workshop on the weekend, took my son. It was amazing. So uh, again, love this time of year. Hope you do as well. Let's crack in. Let's get into some uh, some good news stories. I want to talk about the bigger picture in Bitcoin, give you some snapshots, and then we're going to talk a little bit more uh, of the traditional financial picture. Uh, here we go. Here's Bitcoin on the yearly chart. Sometimes when the noise is just all consuming, you're overwhelmed by a lot of negativity, you're just going to have a look at the overarching cycles and how it all plays out. Uh, now, I want to show you Bitcoin on the yearly because this has happened before and it likely will happen again. You know, we don't know for sure, but all we can do is just go by the data which we have currently and then make an assumption from that point. If we have a look back here, the, the start of the data, you know, is a bit missing here. It doesn't go back to 2008. This is Bitstamp. This is an exchange I, I trust from uh, South Korea, which has a lot of trading history and uh, has never gone down, et cetera, et cetera. So I like looking at Bitstamp charts for Bitcoin history. If we have a look here. We've got a down year and we've got two massive bullish years. Then we have a sell-off in between. Now, we saw earlier in, in 2021 that we thought we may have actually been having a repeat of this cycle here, where we have two bullish years, we have a sell-off year, and then we have three raging bull market candles afterwards. But this here just seems to be following the pattern of the previous market. So uh, let's just have a look quickly from uh, 2014 to 17. We've got one, two, three bull market years. Essentially, it comes out of the bear market into a buying year, and we have the next candle, and then the next candle in a full bull market after the halving, which is around about here. Then we have, after the 2017 block off top, we have a red candle. So one, two, three, red, one, two, three, red. So clear pattern there. Again, the sample size is relatively small, but very, very interesting to see if this repeats Again, so we're having the sell-off year here after the 2021 bull market here. We didn't have that blow-off top, but we still had a pretty darn good year. You see that sell-off at the top's pretty comprehensive as opposed to over here. Had the sell-off here, now a full year of selling. Are we going to see, is it lining up uh, to have this, this pause and pivot in 2023, 2024? I think it's pretty likely at the back end of next year at least. Early on to see a, a pause the liquidity really comes back into this market when we see rate cuts. And there's uh, there's actually quite a bit of argument now when we see that rate cut, where we actually see a bit of a drop historically, and then we see a resumption as the money printers really get turned back on. Regardless, we're just looking at the overall pattern here. And for me, to my eye, this is saying uh, three years leading into, well, two years leading into the halving, then you hit the halving here, then we have the bull market, then we have a sell-off year bear market, then we have the recovery year, then we have the uh, bullish candle going into the halving and afterwards, and then we have the full bull market uh, after the halving. So the next Bitcoin halving you see here on the green line uh, is around about 2024 uh, in March, April. So I've got that line there just showing you how much lead in time we have. So, you know, one, two, three, we can absolutely have another, uh, you know, one and then one and a half leading into the halving and then potentially a bull market afterwards. But make no mistake, we're heading into some pretty serious turbulence uh, over the next six to 12 months as the US uh, and the, the globe really heads into that uh, that recession. And I'll show you um, some of the data that I have on that uh, in a little bit. Now, if we go to the monthly, I just want to show you just how the cycles repeat. It's very, very clearly like that. Uh, now, just because it happened before doesn't mean it's going to happen again. But generally in Bitcoin and crypto, it tends to follow a rhythm like that because of that four-year halving cycle. So every single four years or roughly 200,000 Bitcoin blocks that are mined, the mining reward to market is halved. 
Uh, so on top of my head, I can't remember what it is now. It could be six or nine. Uh, Bitcoin is the, the block reward. And that gets half. So suddenly the sell pressures, all the miners are suddenly competing for half the amount of Bitcoin uh, that they were previously. So that reduces the sell pressure on the market by uh, not up to a half, but whatever is being sold in the market from the miners, that generally is reduced. And we see a bit of a supply shock uh, after the halving event and an anticipation before it. So we see uh, the market respond really positively into the halving. Then we have a bit of a sideways corrective move. And then we have the final bull market after the halving. Uh, but it just reinforces the, the scarcity of Bitcoin. And it's very similar to a quantitative tightening process rather than a QE where we're just printing more liquidity and pumping it out in the market. But uh, Bitcoin's uh, supply structure constantly gets uh, constricted. So very, very positive for longer term investors. Uh, if you can stand the volatility in the short term, you see the patterns very, very clear. Uh, you see um, bull market highs, bear market lows, bull market highs, bear market low, uh, bull market high, bear market low. So very clear pattern. Um, what's really important is it's getting higher every single cycle. Um, yeah, just do it like that. So like that. So you can very clearly see it's getting higher and higher. Whether we see diminishing returns, I think that is probably possible as we get higher and market cap gets stronger. But we're going to have to see a global catalyst or a move away from um, uh, some assets that move into Bitcoin further debasement. This is the real mass adoption phase and it's going to get pretty rocky. Don't get me wrong. So um, look, I think it's going one way just based on math and everything else and debt blowing up all that, but it's going to get pretty rocky. But I just wanted to show you that. Also wanted to show you the MACD so uh, I always forget this, but it's the moving average convergence divergence gives you an overall picture of this is a buying and selling momentum. And right now we're seeing the bearish momentum trail off. You can see here very clearly by these pale candles just dropping here after a very considered and strong year of selling. So sell, 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 sell. It's just getting bolder and bolder and bolder. Now we're seeing a reversal of that strength, which is super important. These moving averages are a bit of a lagging indicator. When these cross, it just shows you that the momentum is back with Bitcoin and we're going higher. But just as an example, uh, point you back to 2017, we saw in the depths of the bear market, even as it looks like we we're going lower, we started to shape about. It's like an oil tanker turning about. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens very gradually slowly but if you're looking at the longer term data monthly and weekly it can give you some clues and if you just have a look at the bull market highs you can see here green 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 this is after the halving so halving happened around here and we really started to ramp up after that green 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 up in these high areas you can just see bull started to wean off then we had that second pump which could be arguable uh that was through manipulation maybe through ftx almeida also speculation around the ETF turned out to be futures marking that top. And then we had to fall away because you can see a bit of a mixed signal there, but still trailed away and the overall trend finally down until we're into this bear market low. So just wanted to show you that there, guys, that the, the overall trend is, is higher. Uh, you know, the Bitcoin supply that really leads these cycles is happening again. So trust me, in, in two years time, well, 2024 is so a year from now, essentially a bit more than a year, Bitcoin is going to get talked about it again. Speculation is going to grow again, that the supply is going to be halved and it will drive a new wave of liquidity into the market. All right, just quickly wanted to touch on Bitcoin super, super fast. It is just growing up into this rising channel. Not a really nice pattern to be in, if I'm honest, just compared to the previous channels that we've been in, sell off uh, and up here, rise, 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 sell off. Um, however, just wanted to point out as well that this is just smacks of a market that is just 
lacking liquidity. There's not much decisiveness either way. We're moving into this blue line here, which marks the Federal Reserve decision in two days. Market doesn't really want to make too much uh, too many calls either way, but we're heading into this next week where we should have a ton of volatility. So that's what we're waiting for, some volatility in the market, which will tell us, you know, up or down. Uh, right now, though, just wanted to highlight the trend again. So we've got uh, a low here, uh, higher low from the last, higher low, higher low, and we're also doing these um, higher highs after each time. Now, I was speculating we might come up to this channel again. Didn't work out. That's okay. Lost the 200. Now we're coming down. Uh, sorry, I didn't lose the 200. This is the four hour. So it moved up, lost the 21 on the four hour, and now it's coming down to the bottom of the channel. So very clearly, it just wants to move up here until we either see a crack of the June low at 17,600 here, or we come down and test these, these lows that we made at the FTX area uh, after this. And it all depends on what the Fed does. Uh, it's The consensus is they're going to come in at 0.5% interest rate, which I think is about right. They're going to get as close to 5% as possible. Uh, but after that, I think they're reaching a point uh, where they're going to have to taper back those interest rate rises until there is a pause uh, next year. They've already signaled that they need to be less aggressive. So, um, yeah, that is super, super important uh, to pay attention to as well for Q1. Uh, now, no, we don't want to look at Bitcoin. I don't know why that's reloading, but let's bring up uh, Ethereum. Uh, let's go number two. Okay, perfect. All right, so Ethereum, like Bitcoin, not really showing too much. It's just crabbing sideways. Uh, but it is holding this uh, strong volume support over here. And I've just drawn a speculative descending wedge here. I don't know if it's actually respecting it. It looks quite good to me, but again, highly speculative. See, bang, 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 bang on the top. And then there, 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 and now here. So it's respecting the bottom level. So yeah, it's, it's potentially valid. Uh, we'll just see how this goes. Uh, again, the market isn't looking to make too many decisions here. No decisiveness th thus far, but loses this level here, the volume support, then it's got a, an easy ride down to this volume support here. So it should and be confluent with the 200 on the four hour here. So that makes a ton of sense. Go back to about $1,200 uh, for Ethereum. Uh, you know, RSI looks a bit paltry, but this here just looks like we're going to chop around, like something like that for a little while till we get more guidance and data from the Fed. What's happening after that? What's happening in global markets? So uh, yes, that's where I see Ethereum just sitting currently. All right, I want to show you, yeah, it's reloaded as well, the S&P 500 futures just quickly, because this is a super, super important chart to be watching, especially with the Fed doing what it's doing. Uh, we'll go down here, ES1. So this is the futures chart, if you weren't aware. Let's go to the weekly. So there we go, perfect. All right, so this is going to uh, fool a lot of people. Now, we've seen uh, when this got above the 200 daily moving average of the red line, uh, and I can go down and show you, but it's around about here. When it got above that last week, when it was up here, uh, I suspect a lot of people got wrecked thinking that the worst was over and they went long up here. Now, equally, now we're starting to fall again in, back into this descending wedge. I suspect a lot of shorts are going to get ripped. This area is just going to be hell on earth for traders. It's going to, on both sides, it's going to chop around and uh, make a lot of mincemeat with a lot of capital until the Fed makes their decision or we see a decisive breakout just technically on this chart. But overall, just want to keep everyone abreast that this is a clear downtrend. Nothing has changed. Nothing decisively has changed at all in that thesis. That's why I've left this uh, arrow here down to the 200 daily week moving average and also to the COVID stimulus wipeout box. So this is the area previously where we saw 
saw a ton of that liquidity come in, uh, that stimulus from the US Fed. Uh, there's trillions of dollars around that money. So it would make poetic justice that if we did have a crash, it would come down here and touch that box and wipe out a lot of that liquidity. Uh, that said, everyone expects there to be a massive crash. So I'm kind of on the fence on that. Also, banks are, are, are super secure in the liquidity at the moment. There's a lot of money parked at the Fed in reverse repo, and it's been advanced. Uh, and uh, they're just they're better structured for a big crash right now. And the Fed is very much geared to moving in in a point like that. And I think that's why markets are holding up as well as they are, because everyone expects the Fed put, which uh, essentially means that everyone's just expecting if it gets bad enough, the Fed's going to step in liquidity and save everyone's assets. Uh, so it's almost like a self-filling prophecy, even though the Fed hates that idea. They want to get away from that to really kill the inflation. Uh, market participants aren't letting them. All right, I just wanted to show you super, super quickly the uh, yield curve inversion. So this has signaled every single time in history without fail when the US heads into a recession. And that's when the lower yielding US Treasury bonds, so the two-year, the three-year, are yielding more than the longer yield, uh, the longer term duration US Treasury bonds. I think the 10-year and the 30-year when the two and three are yielding more, so you can see here, this is the three year 4.1% and the uh, two years yielding at 4.35%, they're significantly higher yields. And you see the 10 year yield down here at 3.5%. So they're yielding higher and are quite consistently for a long period of time, that signals are heading into a recession. The smart money is moving back into these longer duration bonds like the 10 year and 30 year while selling off these short. No one wants to own the short the short end of the bond curve. Uh, people want to move into that longer curve because they're expecting a recession. They want safety. They want to hedge themselves as we move into this uh, recessionary phase, which is a, a just a historical movement of capital. How it generally flows is like that. But this alone just shows you that we're heading into recession. Now, you could argue this time is different, but these longer term signals that have been around for a long time in traditional markets show you every single time, uh, you know, you have to pay attention. It could be different. It may not happen, sure, but uh, no, you just have to pay attention. All right, just finishing as well, guys, we are spreading the Christmas cheer. We're having a 12 days of Christmas crypto giveaway rather of CCI. We've got a ton of great prizes. Make sure you join this promo in 35 hours. Also tell your friends about it. We've got so many good prizes from Binance, Independent Reserve, Ledger. Get onto it. Merchandise boxes as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. 